and welcome to episode 10. I can't believe we've done 10 episodes, Saf. Is it 10 episodes? It is 10 episodes. This is episode 10 of Surrycast. We've been going 10 weeks. Our Instagram's been growing. Um, Oh, sorry. I forgot to say, I'm Neil. I'm Saffron. There we go. There's the professional bit that I really should have worked out. We've covered a lot over the last 10 weeks. Yeah, we have. Um, We've been to quite uh, an amazing array of Surrey businesses and locations. I mean, last week we went to Ruby Supper Club, which was amazing. And our producer James went down there uh, for their big supper club last Sunday and said it was absolutely amazing. Um, and that was a day that there was a bit of rain around as well. So um, didn't matter, didn't spoil it. Uh, we've been to loads of places, Surrey Expo. Uh, we met like a hundred businesses at Surrey Expo. Uh, and we've still got some more interviews to play out uh, from the Surrey Expo over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've been down to Coffee Flamingo in Rygate. We had some incredible coffee there. We've had competitions. We've given away yeah. advertising. This is good. Oh, yeah. And by the way, this is the last week uh, of their advertising win. But RHW Solicitors, this episode is sponsored by them. Uh, They won that at the Surrey Expo. Uh, You can find out more about the family law specialists in Guildford uh, at rhw.co.uk. And if you would like to advertise on this podcast, all you have to do is drop us an email, hello at surreycast.com. Don't forget, you can also add your listing for your business uh, to our Surreycast website. Can I just say, there's something really weird going on with that because there's a Surrey in British Columbia in Canada. I've noticed that. We, yeah. keep, we keep getting businesses from Canada going, can I be on Surreycast? That's like, cool well, though. Well, can we can we do that? Can I we, suppose so. Maybe, are they like our twin? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, twins with cat, British Columbia. Um, but you can go to surreycast.com. You can click add listing and then you can add your business listing if you own a shop or a location or an attraction or whatever then you can put it on there for absolutely free and um, we can send you some cool stuff as well um okay so on today's show it's pretty big it's a big one it's a big weekend now we're recording this on the wednesday uh i'm releasing this a little bit earlier than normal before the big jubilee weekend uh we've got silent pool on today we went down a couple of weeks ago to see their brand new pool bar and have a tour around silent pool so we catch up with christian uh, a bit later on to find out all about that they've got a shop as well which was really deadly. it was deadly wasn't it yeah. it was deadly um and uh, we also have on the show today amy from rock the heirloom now you love rock the heirloom don't what you? an amazing array of stuff she has i love it absolutely love it it's so my taste Yep. And we've got the hot list as well to talk about some of the Queen's Jubilee celebrations that are happening. It's in pretty Surrey. much all of the Queen's Jubilee in the hot list this week. <laughs> Mom, if you are listening. She loves Surrey. She, she loves Surrey. Uh, but I'm going to say it now. She loves Surreycast. Um, she downloads it every Listen, week. Listen, we know she loves Surrey. She loves the Epsom Derby. She might be making an appearance. I think she probably we will. We might have weekend. her here in this county. Yeah, I thought you were going to say in the studio then. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, look, look, enough rabbiting on from us. Let's get to the show and let's start off with the brilliant Silent Pool. So 
So hi and welcome to Surreycast and we're on tour as Saffron likes to say uh, at a, just an absolutely gorgeous place. Um, we're overlooking, I don't know why I'm whispering Saff, but overlooking the Silent Pool down at Silent Pool Distilleries. It makes you feel like that though because the ambiance as you say. Yeah if you listen very carefully you can hear just the weirs by it. You won't hear the Silent Pool because that's silent. And pretty. Exactly. And talking of pretty, we're joined by Christian, who's the <laughs> hospitality manager of Silent Pool. Thank you so much oh, for it's today. Oh, my pleasure. Um, Thank you for the lovely introduction. Uh, well, that's no problem. Um, firstly, we're overlooking the Silent Pool, which we had a, we had a tour around the mm-hmm. distillery and the Silent Pool itself. Can you just fill us in with some of the, the facts that you told us about the actual Silent Pool, which is here? Yeah, so the Silent Pool has been here a long time before us. Uh, it actually formed naturally around 10,000 years ago. It's known as a naturally occurring aqua. So all the water filters from underneath. Now, because you've got no running water filling the pool, it was incredibly silent when it started to be discovered. Now, the legend goes that in the 1200s, the local woodcutter's daughter named Emma was chased into the pool by Prince John, who later became the evil King John of the Robin Hood legend. Now, he was local at the time. There may be some truth with the story, but where it tends to go a little bit awry, it now says that Emma's ghost haunts the pool. I love it. I'm all over it. I mean, when we spoke to Sophie... Um, uh, a few weeks ago she did tell us about I don't know why I'm whispering again I'm doing it again Um, she did tell us about the the ghost of Mary but when you were down there you were saying that locals Mm. that have been here all say the same thing Absolutely. It's not one of those things that's been passed down. It's, it's people who came here as teenagers, as children, who all say the same thing, that they looked out over the pool. They saw Emma stop halfway across the pool, look them dead in the eye for a couple of seconds and then move on with nothing else. He's so it's so good with this story. story. So good, isn't he? <laughs> I'm feeling cold right now, to be totally honest. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. Oh, and Saf's now t- uh, just going in. Drink responsibly, please, Saf. Each time gin is the best sort of gin. Yeah, okay. Um, so, Christian, we, we, we went down there. It's, a, it's an absolutely beautiful uh, pool and beautiful surroundings for Silent Pool. And we're now sat in what's now known as the Pool Bar, yes. which we'll get onto in just a second. But walking around and, and looking at how you do this, it's an incredible... Well, firstly, it's an incredible investment in the business that Ian... Uh, and the rest of the team have made, but also an investment in Surrey as well, because you're proud to be in Surrey and offering this product for Surrey. Absolutely. We came about in a time when there were a huge number of gins popping up on the market with no um, background. But what we wanted to do was we took inspiration from the whiskey industry, which their principle is to sell the Scottish Highlands. We wanted to sell the Surrey Hills. We're very proud to be here. Ian and James, two founders, they were both from Surrey. They wanted to sell their heritage. So we want you to sit there be sipping your gin to be taken to the view across silent pool to be taken to the view across newlands corner box hill even down sheer high street we wanted to really sell the surrey hills so working in a old dilapidated farm buildings rejuvenating the local area employing a large number of local staff as well it really was an injection into the surrey hills directly so if we go back to um why silent pool was actually created it was more of a a little bit of a a fun retirement project that actually I was going to say has gone wrong but has gone right in like 
the biggest way. Yeah, I'm sure for many people they've heard the same story. I mean, my dad's just retired and he took up fly fishing and Sudoku, whereas Ian and James, I don't think they wanted to be sat around playing golf all day. They wanted to do something with their time. So they decided to build this distillery. It really was just going to be something to do to keep them out of the pub. Um, it was only going to be 5,000 bottles a year. That was the target. If they did that, they'd be happy. And now we've t it's turned into this monster, as Ian called it. Last year, we sold over 700,000 bottles of Silent Pool Gin. And this year, we've put in an order from our glass pliers for nearly a million bottles. So I mean, I mean that's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And like walking around and seeing all different parts of the process, I feel like I've been through some sort of chemistry lesson today yes. as well with reverse osmosis and you know how it distills and ethanol. But it's a very technical thing to get right as well. And there's lots of different moving parts. Has it has it been difficult to, to bring that together to get to the the final product which you have now? Yeah, so Corey and Tom, when they came together, they worked together to produce the first recipe of Silent Pool. It was six months, 350 different recipes to get to the Silent Pool gin that we know and love. Now, pretty much what they say within the industry is it's very technical, it's very chemistry-based, but it's also trial and error. And it was those 350 different trials that got to Silent Pool gin. The tricky bit was to try to put the floral botanicals, so the rose, the elderflower, the lavender in there, without basic tasting like cabbage, because you've got vegetables matter in there so by stewing those botanicals in a big tea bag in 96% ethanol you remove all the oils but without the vegetable matter and it was one of those they just stumbled across it whilst making a batch of tea in the morning um, so yeah a huge amount of it with the issues you just find out with trial and error and we've learned um, where our mistakes have been made and we've improved and we've got better and more efficient and things like that so over the years it has definitely improved so quite interestingly you, when we we're talking about botanicals there we we saw the botanicals when mm -hmm. we were on the tour and you talked us through all the different things that were in front of us but you did say that when was it coriander was distilled it turned yes. into like a lemony sort of lemon zesty yeah sort of? so coriander i think for most people the fresh leaves it has a very aniseedy flavor but the seeds themselves when they're distilled the oil that's extracted is very citrusy it has almost like a sharp lemon sherbet flavor um, there are a number of gin brands out there that actually don't use any citrus in their gins but when you drink it you think there's citrus in there and that is all coriander seed um, so it's quite an amazing botanical. And there's some amazing other botanicals in there. Um, orris root is in there. That's used in the perfume industry to bind oils. But what we're doing is binding oils within an alcohol, just like a perfume. So we use that to help bind all of those 24 botanicals in there. What I love about this place as well is there's certain parts of it that are really charming, like where Major is. Yes. Um, it sort of looks like a home brewer's shed still, which Absolutely, I really yeah. love the atmosphere of that. Could we just, you know, you mentioned Major there yes. and, and people listening are not going to know who Major is, but mm -hmm. he's a big part of this place, isn't he? Absolutely. So most stills are uh, heated up using steam. An industrial steam generator could set you back £120,000. They're very efficient. You can switch them on and off. Wasn't what we wanted. We knew we were just going to be coming in here 10 o'clock in the morning, pop it a bit of gin on, be home at two for the cricket. So we thought if we can come in, just light a fire underneath an old boiler, and that would just make steam for us all day, it'd be perfect. So the major comes from 1870. Um, he sat on the Liverpool docks with around three or four of his brothers, powered the dock gates, the cranes that loaded the ships, um, steam clean agriculture machinery in the midlands and now he spends his time wistfully making gin for us in retirement in retirement yeah 
But it's a good life. He only really works once a week. <laughs> also here, I mean, we, we've seen the, the people packing and bottling and uh, putting the labels on and putting the duty on. I mean, it, it's just such a, an organisation. How many people do you have working here at the moment? Um, it's around 38 people that are directly employed now. But that's just going to go up and up and Absolutely, up as you get busier yeah. and busier and busier. And you've also got a wonderful shop here as well, which so uh, you, you can buy lots of different things, not just the gins. Mm-hmm. There were some sprays in there. What? Yes. Tell me about those. Yeah, so these are our liquid garnishes. Um, they're the essential oils from some of the botanicals in the gin. You spray them onto your gin and tonic, and they act as your piece of fruit. If you put a piece of fruit in there, generally, especially with citrus peels, all you're taking is the essential oils. Now, if you've got something that conveniently you can just spray into your gin and tonic, and it's exactly the same thing, they're £10 per spray, and they do about 200 drinks. Why wouldn't you? And we've worked it out. You save about 86 limes by using the <laughs> Kaffir lime spray um, when making 200 G&Ts. So let's get on to where we are right now because this is just a beautiful setting it's the pool bar like i said overlooking uh silent pool itself it's just a beautiful place to sit relax and forget about the worries of what's going on in your life and around the world and some beautiful gin tell me more about the concept of this place so we've always had the patio um it was just somewhere the staff ate lunch at um and then over lockdown we realized there was a huge demand for people wanting to drink outside and just be outdoors we have this beautiful terrace it overlooks the pool um we had the know-how and we have the spirits we we always have sold gnts but they were just in the courtyard on a table and we thought why don't we turn this into something a little bit more professional something a little bit better so last april the pool bar opened um, we cater for about 70 people or so um, in one time. Um, we use food from the fantastic Mandira's kitchen at the bottom of the driveway. Uh, but all of the gins that you taste have been distilled here. And it's a great chance for our distillers, our bar staff to experiment around and uh, come up with some fantastic cocktails. Yeah, so tell me some of the cocktails that you've, um, you've got here. The cola cube looks very interesting. Yes, so um, we've partnered with the cocktail man, James Weiss, who produces uh, what he calls slickers. And it's basically everything that you would get when you're making or buying an expensive cocktail in a bar. But to use at home, all you have to do is add some alcohol and that is the perfect cocktail. Now, we've taken his um, lemon and elderflower slicker. We've paired it with some um, rose expression gin as there is some lemon in there and elderflower. So it's bringing out those flavours. We then add... um, cola to it uh, so it's fever juice madagascan cola and for me it's a much sweeter cola you've got the body from the alcohol and it really just reminds me of those cola cubes you had as a child um hence the name and even the raspberry sherbet using his um the uh, raspberry rose slicker um again that just made reminded me of those fantastic raspberry sherbet sweets so yeah there's a lot of fun cocktails that we can do when are you guys open here when can i bring my friends so we're open thursday through till sunday um on the weekdays it's 12 till 7 saturday 11 till 7 and and sunday um 11 till 4 um so we run in line with the distillery tours as well so thursday through sunday you can come down have a distillery tour it's 90 minutes um you get the history of gin the history of the company how we make the gin you get drink a huge amount of it at the end as well which is always lovely on a sunny afternoon have you got any tips for us to make the perfect gnt with with silent pool at home what are your three biggest tips my three biggest tips i mean the first one that i always say to people is don't listen to the snobs it's personal preference if you like something and someone's telling you you're doing it all wrong but if you like it that's absolutely fine um the second thing i would say is lots of ice 
common misconception. You have a small amount of ice, your GNT is going to dilute down less. But if you have lots of ice, ice likes ice. The more ice you have, the colder it's going to stay and the less it's going to dilute the gin down. And it's why gin balloons have such high volumes to them. You can really pack them full of ice. And then the final part of it was just use, pick the correct tonic water. But even then, if you like something different, I mean, I, I'm told to sit here and say Silent Pool should only go with Indian tonic water or elderflower tonic water and never anything else. But my favorite GNT is Silent Pool Mediterranean tonic water. So again, just be um, excited by it. Well, it's been fantastic uh, being down here with you. Thank you so much for showing us around. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, so it, let's just get your location yes. right. So exactly where are you? Um, so it's the Silent Pool, um, which is uh, on Shear Road, the A25, uh, about halfway between Guildford and Dorking, um, GU59BW. Oh, nice. Just caught me drinking again. Yeah, right, okay. You can find good. us on what three words as well. Oh, are you on there? What are your three words? Off the top of my head, I can't remember, but if you <laughs> scroll down to the bottom of our website, we do have the what, exact what three words. One for where the pool bar is, one for where the shop is. And I think we did even look at exactly where Juliet the still is as well. I'm sure you must get one for Major as well, because he he's, he's going to... Yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> and your website is? Uh, silentpooldistillers.com. Christian, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for the Thank tonic water me. and the gin. <laughs> for the rest of my crew no worries um, and uh, we look forward to coming back down here again and by the way if you are listening and you do come down here make sure you tag your pictures with at surreycast uh, or hashtag surreycast because we want to see them too looking to supercharge your business mix from webvid creative is a flexible monthly subscription giving you access to industry leading knowledge and skills helping to support your marketing aspirations from graphic design to podcasts and video, let our experts produce the content you need without scaling your team. It's quick and easy to start. Mention Surreycast to get 10% off your first month. Find out more at webvid.com. It's the Hot List Nil and it's a Queen's Jubilee special. Uh, of course, Surrey will be celebrating Her Majesty's 70 Hold years. Hold on, well, well, you can't say Her Majesty without curtsying. Oh, Her Majesty's Thank you. 70 years on the throne in style. Now, one of the showcase events will be the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Kazoo Derby 2022. You've got Ladies' Day on Friday the 3rd. Um, if you're listening to this afterwards, you've got Derby Day on Saturday. Uh, if you're listening after that, well, then you've missed it. Uh, it's at Epsom Downs Racecourse. The Queen have been has been a regular attendee since 1953 uh, when she watched her first race there four days after her coronation. She, she loves, loves the it. racing. Um, it's already looking set to be uh, very popular up there. In fact, we went for a little drive there we last did. night and um, we went across the downs and saw everything uh, that's being set up. And believe me, it is going to be busy. I mean, especially... Like, Actually, I think the word you said was Larry. I, I did say it was going to be Larry, yeah. It's definitely going to be Larry. I mean... Two and a bit years um, since, like a full, full-on yeah, proper yeah. derby, and it's enormous this year. It spreads over the entire race course. Yeah, loads of roads are going to be closed off. We saw the cones all round um, different roads as well, stopping people parking. It's going to be massively busy. But if you are go, be uh, going, be safe, have a good time. It's going to be great. Pubs, 
clubs and bars, are you ready, Neil? Yes. Will remain open for an extra two hours over oh. the four-day weekend. Thank you, Mum. <laughs> Allowing drinkers to party until 1am. Uh, we've got some amazing pubs in Surrey. I'm just, I've, got, I've got a list here of a few of our favourites. It's quite a long list, so just Yeah, go for me. it, go for it. We've got the Spring Tavern in Yule. That's mm-hmm. one of our locals. The Anchor in Ripley. The Fox Revive from Hawley. Uh, we've got the Haycutter in Oxley. The Parrot in Forest Green. The Pheasant in Buckland. We love it there, don't we? Love what the a great yeah, outdoor yeah, yeah. space that is. Uh, we've got the Running Horses in Mickleham and the White Heart in Chipstead and yeah. great Sunday dinner at the Where? Seven Stars in Lee. Yeah, you also missed one of my favourites out, the Red Lion in Shamley Green. Oh, yeah, yes, it's pretty. The Red Arrows display team should be seen across the skies as they head towards the balcony, uh, weather permitting. We don't uh, talk about the weather. No, no, no. Uh, the front of the long column of the aircraft will start to appear over central London around 12.40, passing overhead between then and 1.15. On what day, Saf? Uh, I believe it's Sunday. Okay. They're expected to first appear over Buckingham Palace around one o'clock after forming up over Stratford and Shoreditch. They will then break formation, fly over South London. They're making their way towards Surrey. So keep your eyes peeled, please. Whatever you're doing, have a great bank holiday and please get in touch to tell us about your experiences of this once-in-a-lifetime Platinum Jubilee in Surrey. Email us at hello at surreycast.com. Thanks very much, Neil. And coming up next is Amy from Rock the Heirloom. Very excited on Surreycast this week to speak to somebody who we were trying to catch up with a few weeks ago, uh, but luckily we've got her now. Um, Amy from Rock the Heirloom in Chobham. How are you doing, Amy? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. It's great to have you on here and fantastic to finally meet you. Um, Right, where do we start? I want to find out, before we start talking about Rock the Heirloom, about you. Uh, Well, I live in Chobham now um, and I have... Three children, two dogs, three fish, two cats. Um, it's a busy household. But in and amongst that, I also have my uh, Rock the Heirloom, um, which is based in Chobham. Um, we've, we've been in Surrey for about eight years now and um, very happy here. So, so firstly, it's not a zoo, is it? With all those, with all those animals, uh, it does sound like It does a feel zoo. like a zoo a lot of the time. <laughs> I love your Instagram, Amy. It's just full of beautiful things, including the dogs. You oh, like- <laughs> thank you. Yeah, the dogs make a regular uh, appearance on there. They're very cute. And the stuff that you've got, actually, in your, in your, it's a shop, isn't it? We can actually come in and have a look at your, your wares. Yeah, well, I have a um, showroom, actually, which you can sort of Oh, that sounds much nicer. Time. That sounds much posher. <laughs> But it's it's um, over lockdown. It turned into an online shop. I did used to have a physical shop, uh, but you know, for obvious reasons, it just didn't seem uh, sensible um, during COVID and things. And really, that just accelerated the way that I was going anyway, which was online. So tell me, Amy, what is Rock the Heirloom, and how did you come up with the idea of the business? Uh, so Rock the Heirloom is a an antiques and vintage homewares business really um i've been in the industry for about seven or eight years uh i used to have a business with my friend um and she sort of went down the interior design route and i kept the um antiques so i completely rebranded um over lockdown and uh, relaunched as rock the heirloom but i have really had a life 
of antiques because I was brought up with my grandparents being antique dealers. And so I was kind of going off to fairs every other weekend, complaining bitterly. But ironically, now I'm doing it myself. So to my own children as well. (laughs) So if you went off collecting antiques and looking for antiques, was there anything that you did find that was worth a load of money? Um, I found a whole basement full of wine. Wow. Um, Which isn't the kind of thing I'd sell, but by the same token, you want to do the right thing. Um, So we auctioned it off, actually. Um, You know, I wouldn't claim to sell anything that I'm not an expert in. So, um, well, I'll tell you what, you you could have given it to us. We're experts in drinking wine. I I can tell you that. Well, part of me thought I should just try at least one bottle, but it was so old, I wasn't sure if I'd poison myself. So (laughs) I left it. How interesting. Amy, you seem to sell a lot of really colourful things. That's what I love about your antiques is everything Mm. looks almost, some things look really new, but they're not. They're the original. You also look like you upcycle as well. Do you you do a bit of that? You're a bit of um, handicrafty? Seller yeah, as well. I, I do a bit of um, fixing if it needs to be done. Um, I don't do everything myself. You know, the upholstery that's done, I, I could do it myself, but it wouldn't be good enough to sell. Um, you'd probably sit on a staple and I'd get sued for <laughs> piercing someone's bottom. The woodwork, I've got a special guy. You know, that's quite a craft, actually. And the same with um, recaining. It's a real art, um, so I wouldn't claim to be able to do that, but I know people that can help me with almost anything. Um, and if it's a simpler job, then I might do it myself. It just depends what it is, really. Give me an idea of your top three things in your shop right now. Describe those things to me so people that are listening to the podcast can understand before they go to your Instagram to check it out. I would say my top seller are my um, Demijons, which are the huge green glass um, bottles that used to store wine in um, up to 20 litres of wine all of mine are Italian so they're bestseller we have um, one of those but unfortunately it's not an antique one it's it's just you know been it's a modernized one we put corks yeah. in it and lights it looks really pretty yeah the demijons they're quite versatile because people use them to put plants in or dried flowers um i've got some that i collect money in um or you can just have them sitting looking pretty with nothing in next to a window you know when the um light shines through they look beautiful so they are definitely a bestseller and another one are my sunburst mirrors which are spanish and i have some um lovely wooden gold gilt ones which are just really stunning to look at and they they're a feature on the wall you know they're not just a mirror and what about your amazing lampshades the lampshades yes that's a collaboration uh with a friend of mine um called that rebel house and uh i often supply the lamp bases and then she supplies the shades which are nice and colorful and she's quite brave like me so um we just go for it. I might the not braver, be the better. I might not be pronouncing this right. It's a, a gluggle jug, a Google. Yeah, <laughs> that that the gluggle jug. That's my third bestseller, I'd say. Um, and I sell a selection of those. So I sell uh, vintage 
normally sort of 1950s and then I also sell the new ones because they come in really bright colours and people seem to like those too so I sell a mixture of those to kind of cater for everyone. Can you just explain Um, exactly what they are? So a glockle jug is just like a big fish jug which you can either use as a vase or for water uh i use mine as a water jug and it makes a glug as you pour it so it sounds a bit like the fish is burping which causes great amusement (laughs) with um the kids you know it's a good talking point and a good icebreaker at a dinner party if you've got nothing to say we need one for the bar nail to put wine in absolutely yeah 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 (laughs) yeah wine wine water whatever works (laughs) it sounds such a, a an incredible business and if people come down there to buy something they're buying something unique and special that will really stand out in their home was that the kind of thinking behind having this business you know selling things that other people on the high street don't sell yeah i i'd like to sort of stand out and be able to provide something different and um i mean that's always a bit of a challenge because um you know just always trying to stay stay a bit quirky and different and uh you know, I've, I sell a lot of the cabbage ware, for instance, uh, cabbage plates and things. And then I saw a big pile of them in Liberties when I was up there on a Saturday. And I thought, oh, no. But, you know, my stuff is vintage, whereas, uh, I mean, you can copy anything sort of new. So it just depends, um, you know, it just depends if you want the real thing or whether you want to slightly cheat or completely cheat, Um yeah, but I'm always trying to think of the, the newest thing that no one else is selling. Well, we obviously have the same taste because I absolutely love your Instagram. I love everything that you post on there. I'm like, oh, I want that. I want that. Yeah, I want that as well. So it's probably <laughs> best I don't get too friendly with you because we both be doing it. We'll be fighting over things. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's the history of the name, Amy? Rock the Heirloom. Where did that come from? I was just trying to think of a name that stood out or stands out and is a, a memorable name. There's no story behind it. Uh, you know, heirloom is obviously um, self-explanatory and I wanted it to be quite rocky and quirky and edgy, which is the feel that I hope I'm getting across. I wanted to go with a wow factor that people wouldn't forget. So hopefully it's memorable. Absolutely. Before we, we find exactly where the shop is and also all of your socials where people can go there, can you tell me a couple of your favourite things in Surrey? I, I, I don't mind what they are, if they're places to go and eat or if there are other businesses that you really recommend and, and look up to. Okay, uh, well, Trobham, where uh, we live, is a beautiful village. So it has some great uh, pubs here. Uh, one called the Four Horseshoes and one called the Sun Inn. Both of those are an absolute favourite of mine. And if I have time to have a day out, um, I love to go into Guildford and have a mooch. They've got loads of sort of little boutiques and things. And a few of my favourite shops, um, they've got an anthropology there and they've just opened an Ivy Asia and the Ivy there. I like all of those. I know they're a bit more mainstream, but it does sort of attract me to Guildford. And I like Richmond uh, for the same kind of thing, really. Small boutiques and, um, you know, it's got the big park. I know Richmond feels a bit more London-y, but it is still Surrey. Yeah, it, it is, it's yeah. Not, it's not too far from Chobham, actually. It's kind of equidistance We've claimed to it. Guildford. Yeah, we've claimed Richmond. Don't worry. We're having Have Richmond. In, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, I, I forgot mm. to ask you this question. Were you a massive fan of Lovejoy like I was? 
Oh, well, I did watch it, and some people have called me Lovejoy. I think I've got, <laughs> it's a bit of a nickname I've developed, but I am from um, Norfolk originally, and uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of Lovejoys in Norfolk, so, yeah, it's kind of fitting, but I hope I'm a bit more cutting edge. Than <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 you, you absolutely are. Definitely I, was, are. I, was, I was just on the download scene if you used to watch it on a Sunday like you I You have did. much nicer oh, fashion I've, sense. <laughs> Yeah, I watched it with my mum. I think she fancied him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Rock the Heirloom. Where can we find Rock the Heirloom? Um, Tell us the exact location and and when you're open. It's an online business with a showroom. uh, So obviously you can have access to the online shop at any time. Uh, the showroom is in at my home in Chobham, so it, it's by appointment, but only for that reason. What's the website address? RockTheHeirloom.co.uk. Fantastic. And the Instagram where everybody can check out the amazing feed that Saf and I absolutely love is at... Oh. Yes, it's Rock the Heirloom. So it's at Rock the Heirloom. This is dangerous now yeah. I know the website address, yeah. Neil. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to start booking some time into your house to come round and buy some stuff. <laughs> yes, well, it would be lovely to have you. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being on Surreycast this week. I, I know that people are going to be finding this fascinating. And it's another brilliant local business in Surrey that, that people can get really excited by and something that's not of the norm as well that you just find on every single high street. So I really wish you the best of success. And um, I guess we'll be uh, emailing you soon for an appointment. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for chatting to me. It's been nice to be on here. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, love, Joy. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Great. Take care. So that's it for episode 10 of Surrycast. We better make this quick because we've got to get off and get all the barbecue stuff and drinks ready for this weekend. I've got to get my teapots out. Of course you have, yeah. And my cake stands. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to say hello to the Queen? She might be listening. Hello, Mom. Very good. Do you say hello to the Queen or do you say um, greetings, I th- to, to be honest, if I met the Queen, I really wouldn't know <laughs> what, to, what say to say at all. Um, but listen, whatever you're going to be doing this weekend for the Jubilee, make it a safe one. Have a great time. And uh, we'll see you back next week for episode episode 11 of Surreycast. If you want your business featured, then go to surreycast.com. You can add your business on there or you can drop us an email and say, look, why don't you feature me on your podcast? You can do that. You can do that in that funny voice if you want to. Um, Hello at surreycast.com. Saf, do you want to leave us with some wonderful uh, royal words uh, for the end of this podcast? Thank you for listening to Surreycast. Brilliant. 